one o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Time for Post to Post. Alan Wishart in the host chair. Uh, Frank Peebles hopefully joining me a little bit later. But we are going to start in a place we haven't been to in a while. We're going to no, start in the true. pool hall. Yes. Jason Smith, the assistant coach of the Prince George Barracudas, joins me. Good afternoon, Jason. Thank you very much for having me back. No problem. And now, the timing worked out quite nicely. You guys had a meet on the weekend. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, in Kamloops this past mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. It was the uh, 2023 Swim BC Divisional Championship. Oh. And in years past, it was it's one level lower than our provincial championship. Yes. So in years past, it was called double-A championship, and mm-hmm. provincials were called triple-A. Oh, okay. So in double-A, it was everybody in the province converging at the one pool. Wow. So this is the, if I remember correctly, this is the second year mm-hmm. or, or third year where they've done it so that, okay, um, divisional championships, so you ha- instead of having everybody converging at one pool, there's three separate pools all okay. on the same weekend. Yep. So for us, it was the um, northwest and uh, interior. Okay. Well, maybe, no, sorry, the north and interior. Okay, wow. And then the second one is uh, Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. and I believe the, the third one is uh, lower Vancouver and the lower yeah. mainline. Okay. Yeah. But now each of those three is individual meets. Like, your times weren't being compared from Cantaloupe's against the other two meets. Well, uh, well the, the north and interior meet was in Kamloops. Yes. It's just centrally located. Yeah. And so that one and the one that I, th- I can't remember where the other two took place this no. past weekend. But they're all, everybody, anybody that has divisional championship times mm. uh, can go to yep. You know, if your club you're going this one, your club you're going that one, just so you don't have so many people at one yes. facility, right? Yeah. And so nowadays, you can't have, you can't even host the meet of that side at a eight-lane, 25-meter pool facility. You have to have a a 50-meter pool. Wow. Right? Just that way you can have, you can run prelims in both, both ends of the pool. Yeah. And then he at one end, at the end. So it, and it worked out a lot easier that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now I am trying to remember now because I'm still trying to figure out with different sports how it was affected. Was this the first time that you had divisionals in a couple of years then because of COVID? Or did you manage to get the divisionals in last year? Uh, no, we already did divisionals last year too. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I, uh, Yeah, when we came out of COVID. Yeah. Which would have been the year before last. Oh, okay. Wow. I think that's right. Doesn't right. seem like it's that long. <laughs> uh, it, everything. So, all in one, right? Yeah. So, if it was the year before last, then we started swimming in uh, December. Right. At, well, at, at uh, Kamloops. There, you, we okay. go there for their invitation in yep. December, and we do it again in June. Okay. So we did that uh, the year before last. And then last year was the first full year that we could have All swim meets and time yeah. trials. And the same thing with this year. So, yeah. Okay. Slowly but surely getting out of it. And we don't have to worry about... Because um, last year... No, yeah, it might have been... might have been, been last year we started getting out of it. Yeah. Because uh, when we went to Kamloops, 
no parents were allowed on uh, deck. Okay, on deck. Uh, okay, but they deck. could be up and in it, yeah. if there were stands. They Usually, yeah. So at Kamloops, I don't know if you've ever been to Kamloops before. They have uh, well, I, bleachers and stands okay. up top. Yeah. Parents sit up there, and the kids and swimmers are all down below. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I worked in Kamloops yeah. many years ago yeah. on the paper. Yeah, but they may have built three new swimming pools, but mm-hmm. between now and then, correct. So, so last year, yeah, when we first started doing the Kamloops one, all the swimmers were up top. Mm. Just coaches down below. You came yep. down, talked to the coach, do your swim, right back, back up, up top again. Yeah. And then the parents were like, okay, drop the kids off and come and pick them up right. in the afternoon. So now we don't have to worry about that anymore. No. So it's like, whew, thank yes. you very much. And the parents probably enjoy it as well oh, because absolutely. they can actually watch. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Now, how did the team do? How many how many swimmers did you take? We had four girls go. Okay. Taylor Ellington, who's 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jocelyn McGurley, who's 14. Uh, Abby Spencer, who is 16, mm-hmm. and Liberty Vaughn, who's, all, who's 17. Okay. And so uh, Spencer, uh, Abby went um, of over seven or eight races, 100% best times. Wow. Um, Taylor, she swam okay, but she was fighting off a cold the mm-hmm. last two or three days prior to. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, she still went in there and, and gave it her best, which yeah. is, you know, hats off to her. Uh, and um, Liberty also went, I believe, 100% best times. May have missed one, by, mm-hmm. but and she also qualified for, I think, three or four more provincial times. I have to go back and look that up. Yep. And then uh, Jocelyn also, about four or five best times. Lots of lots of uh, heats and finals. Yeah. And then the girls also were on uh, two relay teams, uh, 15 let, let and over. Let me guess. Yes. Freestyle and Medley. Correct. By golly, how can yes. you tell I do my <laughs> studying? <laughs> and yes, correct. And with the freestyle, really, it's a four by 50. So each okay. of them swim yep. 50. Boom, meters. boom, boom. And then with the medley, unlike you swim your individual medley, which mm-hmm. is butterfly back, drill, yep. crest, drill, freestyle, in the medley relay, the order switched up a little bit. So you start with backstroke, you have then breaststroke, then butterfly, yeah. then freestyle. You have yeah. to do that. You have to backstroke, you have to start first, and you have to start in the water. Yeah. So, and I think believe the girls, uh, they came in third overall for the freestyle relay and first overall gold wow. for the uh, medley. Okay. Yeah. And I guess when you go to a meet like this, yes, like, you know, for the girls probably getting the medals and everything is yes. nice. But for you as a coach and yep. Jerry as well, it's those personal bests is what you're looking for because it means they're improving. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, it'd be nice, to, you know, to get them to have personal bath every single race. Oh yeah. Uh, and on now, on top of that, with these girls, that, because of the level that they're at, well, they're also starting to learn to race and to get out there. And okay, while well, you're coming into the last twenty-five meters of a race, no, you want to win that race. Yeah. Just like any child, when you're when you're racing your friends at school. Yep. You know, in a yard. Okay, woohoo, we won. Yeah, that's the whole deal in life, right? Yeah. Life is about uh, trying to win these things and mm-hmm. trying to win those, win those little battles and <laughs> and move on in life, right? So, okay, so that was divisionals. Yeah. What comes next? Uh, provincials. Those are the first week weekend in March. Oh. And those are on the island in Victoria. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Isaac Bennett is going to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty. Yep. And Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. I believe that's it. Wow. Okay, I'll go back still, and down, yeah. double check and I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. 
That's still that's not bad for the provincials. Yeah. yeah. Now, are the provincials sort of the wrap up for the season then? Uh, for the short course season. Yeah. Okay. Yes. For the short course season. Yeah. And then we move into the long course season. Mm-hmm. So, and we also have uh, in Calgary, also in March, uh, the uh, Western Canadian Championship, which are Oof. well above provincials. Yes. And so, and that meet it just it's set in two different meets. Mm-hmm. Well, same meet. Western Provincial Championship, uh, Western Canadians. Canadian Championship, and Eastern Canadian Championship, all with the same time. But you have Eastern Canada, which is really Saskatchewan all the way to out east, and then uh, <laughs> the west is just yeah, two provinces. and then Manitoba all the way out here. Okay, well, wait a second. Eastern, you said Saskatchewan east, all the way, all the way, sorry, yeah, all the way east, Manitoba east, and Saskatchewan west, maybe. Yeah, thank you very Sorry. much. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So things it might be Ontario, east. but anyway, it, it, right. you're split in half, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the, the time standards are the same for mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Although Eastern might be slightly faster. Yeah. But it's set up that way, both on the same weekend, and those are four day meets, almost five. Wow. Right. Provincials is a four day meet. Yeah. Uh, divisionals were just three day meet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's it's going to be. Uh, some fun times. So now, and right now, Isaac is the only one that qualified for that. Oh, okay. Yep. Now, how much of a change is it for a swimmer going from short course to long course? Does it make that much of a difference? Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh. Especially, well, for us, we we have the benefit of training in a fifty meter pool mm-hmm. every morning of the week. Yeah. Well, depending on the, when they have their practice, so we have that benefit of being able to be comfortable swimming long course whereas yeah. say somebody like William Blake for example mm-hmm. they don't have a 50 meter pool so yeah. when they have kids that are qualified to go to those they have to do sorts of things in practice to sort of work on that and, and the biggest thing is it's kicking yes a lot more kicking in practice yeah to deal with that yeah because you're not swimming let's like, say 20 meters yeah. and then going into your flip Right, you so try that in a long course, yeah. and it's not going to work too well. No, no. and it, I mean, like if you're swimming, say, 200 meter breaststroke short yeah. course, that's no. eight lengths in the pool. Yeah, long course, that's four lengths in the pool. So mm-hmm. you only have three turns compared to seven, seven. turns. Yeah. Now, short course is going to be faster because you have the added benefit of pushing off. Pushing the wall. off on every single one. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Now, are there any? Local meet yet this season, or are we done? No, you're, no, we you're have we have we've had one. We yeah. had the uh, um, our fall invitational back in um, third weekend of November. Okay, and we we do want to give a shout out to uh, Carl Tress, who owns um, Mr. Lubin Tire because mm-hmm. uh, he was our major sponsor this year for that. So big yeah. shout out for him for doing that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And for our next meet. In April, third weekend in April, uh, that is the uh, the dental moose meet. Ah, that that's putting on by the the dental um, yeah. community, and that's the one that's been going for a fair number of years. Oh yes, yes. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and I mean the other thing is with uh, April, if I remember correctly, it's also Dental Health Month, so it sort of helps probably to why they, slide in with that too. Which maybe why they scheduled it that way. So correct. Yeah, yeah. So and then for and then with also with that. With both those meets, mm-hmm. uh, we're also very fortunate to have. I mean, 
we can't run these meets without volunteers. No. Right? No, that's a good And game. so every year, it, it, it's a challenge sometimes because mm-hmm. people are busy, but we try and get them in. But we also have to give a shout-out to a number of different parents who mm. don't have kids in the club anymore. Okay, they've aged out. And they've, yeah. they've gone, left, gone on university mm-hmm. and other things for years, mm-hmm. and those parents are still coming back to help out, yeah. like Larry Crowbot, Don McLean, mm-hmm. um... Krim Oshkan, uh Marilyn King, uh, to name just mm. a few. I can't remember I, the rest. But I'm wondering. Moment, if, but yeah, yeah, I'm wondering if a couple of them they kind of like it because they don't have to because they can just shall we say worry if you will about being Thank a volunteer. You. They don't have to worry about okay, I can volunteer up until here and then my yes. kids in the pool, so I want Correct. to take a break and go watch. They don't yeah. have to do that anymore. They yeah. can just. And there are a lot of parents that are in that situation where their kids are done. Yep. Okay, I've done my part. I'm moving on. Yes. But there are other parents who are like, you know what? I don't want to stick around because I'm enjoying this. Yeah. And it's only one weekend of the whole year. And no. Easy peasy. Yeah. And, and they've met a lot of the other parents and some Thank of the you. other swimmers as yep. well. So Absolutely. So they want to see them. Yeah. And they just, and for some of them, it's probably, it's also just a very nice break, as you say, for that one weekend of the year mm-hmm. to get out and do something. Absolutely. Now. When is the last meet of the season? Then is the dental moose? Oh no! For for, yeah, for our club. Mm -hmm. uh, No, the last one would be if anybody qualifies. I have to go double check because we those are long course meets. Right, Uh, would be age group nationals. Those are in July, end of July, early August. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, we have summer provincials, which are in July. (laughs) Summer divisionals, which are end of June, beginning of July, and then we also have. We also go to Kamloops in June mm-hmm. for uh, their invitational long course. Yeah. We have ours uh, in April. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how much of a break do you get between seasons? <laughs> me, personally? Well, the coaches and even the swimmers. Like, if a swimmer oh, is uh, going well, long course. Well, the club has, they go from, te- from September till the end of June. Okay, so basically right. the school yeah. year. So they have the summer off. Yeah. And then if you're swimming with the master's program, Mm -hmm. then we typically start that in October when we run till the end of July. Wow. And then myself, I usually get August off and then start all over again and away we go. And then you start to, and then you start to try to remember, okay, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's, (laughs) we got a new swimmer. How'd that happen? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And so, yeah. And then, It'll be another year for me here in Prince George. Same yeah. thing with Jersey. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And we were talking about it. Yeah. A bunch of us we were talking about when we were at the team dinner after Rupert at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season in October. And one of the parents asked, how long have you guys been here? One of the newer parents. Yeah. We just sit and chat with them. And Jersey said, well, this is my 30th year. Yes. And for me, it's my 24th. Wow. As a, uh, the assistant head coach yeah. with Jersey. So, yeah, so. it's been a long time. So the people at the pool probably know you fairly well. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Man. So now, if people want to come out to the dental moose meet, uh, third weekend in April, is it free admission? Sure. Absolutely. I'm going to take a wild guess. It's at the Aquatic Center. It's at the Aquatic Center, correct. Okay. And is there a website they can go to to get a schedule for when things are going to be happening? Uh, you can go to the web, our website, www. 
dot pgbsc dot org. So Prince George Barracuda Swim Club. Okay. Dot org. Or you can, just type, you can just type that in. Yeah. And they'll come up. Or do a search for Bar- Prince George Barracudas. Yes. And the odds are there's only going to be one thing that shows up, yeah. really. And we have our we have our schedule of meet and time trials that are mm-hmm. listed on there. And and same thing for anybody that want to yeah. come and join the club. And, and we do have to do a an assessment. Yeah. That I usually do, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm available Monday to Friday at three forty-five in the afternoon to mm-hmm. do those assessments. You know, contact me by email, which is Jason at pgbsg.org, or send me a text at two five zero five five two five nine nine three, and then we can get that organized, and then I can tell you what group you're going into. Okay. Jason Smith, assistant coach for a number of years with the Prince George Barracudas. Thanks very much for coming in and bringing us up to date. Thank you very kindly. I had a blast doing this again, and it's, uh, it's always a blast Thank you. with you. you okay, bet. take a break and be back with more on Post to Post. There isn't much that a country singer hasn't covered in a song. If you want to hear songs about new love, lost love, drinking, fighting, cowboys, trains, traveling, and everything else, then tune into the Country Cavalcade every Wednesday, 6 to 8, where I cover music from the 20s to the 90s, as well as today's traditional independent artists. You'll hear from such greats as the Carter family, Johnny Horton, Vern Charlton, and so much more. The Country Cavalcade, Wednesday, 6 to 8, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM with me, Corey Walker. Artists come in all ages. Children are naturally drawn to create art as a fun way to visually express themselves. Studio 2880 is pleased this month to showcase 33 student paintings from the PG Create Art Studio in the feature gallery. The show is available for viewing Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 11 to 5. Student paintings from the Prince George Create Art Studio on display through the end of February in the Studio 2880 Feature Gallery, 2880 15th Avenue. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, periods of snow. Wind from the south at 20K gusting to 40, a high of minus 1 with a wind chill to minus 9. Tonight, periods of snow, gusting south winds continuing, the temperature steady near minus 1 with a wind chill to minus 8. On Thursday, Day periods of light snow ending near noon, then a mix of sun and cloud, gusting south winds switching from the west in the afternoon, and a high of two. Okay, we are leaving the pool and moving back onto the ice, but in a somewhat, shall we say, different form. Uh, joined now by Jason Geddes with Prince George Fire and Rescue and Aaron Pender with the RCMP. And you guys are about to become sworn enemies, aren't you, in about a week and a half? Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but no. uh, it'll, it'll be competitive and <laughs> yeah. uh, it'll be fun. And we're doing it for a good cause, so yeah. I'm happy. Okay. So now, in case people don't know, Jason, what are we talking about? Yeah, so we're talking about the uh, first inaugural Sirens Cup, which is mm-hmm. uh, the charity hockey game, and it's going to be uh, best on best uh, between the Prince George Fire Fighters yeah. and the uh, Prince George RCMP Detachment. So now, have have the two groups ever played before, or is this like the very first time for something like almost like an official game, if you will? 
in the past, I think that they've done an alumni game uh, mm. where they had done, uh, I believe it was called Guns and Hoses back in the day. <laughs> and uh, okay. and it was against the NHL alumni teams. Okay. And um, so this is the first time that we've actually done a best-on-best best, uh, against the two organizations. Now, I think we all see each other around the different leagues, <laughs> and uh, we do have a, a nice time that we get the two groups together, but yeah. it should be good to see the two yeah, there, off. there'll be some uh, familiar faces for sure. For mm-hmm. sure, and I have I have the pleasure of uh, playing a couple couple times uh, during the week with the firefighters. And I'm going to say they're pretty fast. They're pretty Uh-oh. good, but uh, I think the RCMP is going to bring 110 percent and. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I don't Frank, know if it fits on my goalie glove. Talking, let me know so I can turn your mic on. I, I'm going to start talking. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Peebles joins us now, as you can probably tell. Now. Where did the idea for the game come from? Uh, well, I think uh, like everything great in Canada, the idea came uh, around a campfire late at night with some hot chocolates and uh-huh. uh, and a little <laughs> bit of friendly banter back and uh-huh. forth. Um, okay, I then, can believe uh, the friendly banter part. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. So no, it was actually. Um, to be honest, we didn't actually anticipate originally that kind of growing into something like this. We uh, we thought it was going to be a good idea to get the two organizations together with um, more of a um, growing camaraderie between the two. Mm-hmm. So we originally planned on uh, something a little less than this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think initially it was let's rent some ice and let's have some fun. We both, you know, have stressful jobs and uh, it's a good good way to to have some fun and then mm-hmm. it just snowballed and then uh, let's do a charity thing and uh, we were able to partner with the, the Spruce Kings and yeah. they're really grateful for that and, and play in their barn. It's uh, It's going to be good. Yeah, and the other thing that I think I need to point out right off the bat is it is February the 25th, so that's a week from Saturday. Yep. Your game is, I believe, 4.30? Yes. And the Spruce Kings are playing at 7 o'clock that night against a rather formidable opponent, the Penticton Vs. But if people buy a ticket for your guys' game, they get to go to the Spruce Kings game as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, the ticket is good for both games. Nice. Uh, so it's yeah, good old fashioned be. doubleheader. Yeah. So come one, come all. Yeah. Now, will you? Will the RCMP and the um, Fire Rescue be doing anything at the Spruce Kings game as well, or will you be back off tending your bruises and everything? Yeah, I'll probably have some ice packs on. I'm, I'm the goalie, and uh, oh but boy, you know what? Uh, may stick around and watch uh, the the other game for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think just uh, playing there is is the treat for yeah. us. Now, what's the format of your guys's game? Like, are you playing three? Are you playing a regular hockey game at three twenty minute periods? Are you playing straight time twenty minutes? Or? We're gonna do uh, with some uh, basically some the rec rules, I guess, for men's <laughs> rec league. So we're gonna do three twenty three minute run time periods. Right. Um, uh, request to the Spruce Kings, we are gonna take a quick break in the middle of the second period to flood the ice. Right. We don't want to destroy the ice no. for those uh, young <laughs> hockey players. We want to make sure that nobody gets an ankle twisted after us, right? Yes. So. Um, but yeah, it'll be. It won't be your standard three-hour length game. We'll, nope. we'll be about an hour and a half on the ice. So. Okay. And now, it's obviously going to be serious hockey. I'm thinking for the most part because I've seen games like this before in other communities between firefighters and RCMP, and both teams usually get up to some social shenanigans during the game. I'm not going to ask you guys to spill the beans or anything, but can people who are at the game anticipate that this is not going to be 69 minutes of just pure end-to-end rush the ice hockey? 
Uh, actually, I kind of think that's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. We uh, when we originally put it out to uh, to the uh, to the firefighters, oh. myself anyway, I got uh, some very quick responses. Very uh, wow. very excited individuals at the mm-hmm. chomping at the bit to uh, to play this game. So, uh, in fact, we actually had to to hurt some feelings and cut a few players out and to put our best squad out. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty fast-paced. Uh, maybe not quite as fast as the Spruce Kings and the Vs, but I think for, for ours, yeah. our age, it's going to be pretty quick. I think be, that's a psychological advantage he's trying to get on you guys, right? Yeah, he's well, talking oh, yeah about it's, the, all, it's all about the psychological <laughs> games and everything. Yeah. I think, you know what, as long as uh, the good people of Prince George are entertained, which yes. I think they will be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm 40, i got some gray hair, uh, but I can stop a pucker too so I, you know as long as uh, uh have some fun and we raise some money that's what it's all about absolutely so jason i'm thinking it may be end-to-end action to start with but after about the first period or so things may start to slow down just a little bit uh, possibly we'll see uh we'll see how it goes they might it'll be back and forth if, yeah. if i was playing i think there would be a better chance of it dropping after the first period for sure yeah. oh so you're just you're the bench coach or uh no i'm just the organizer actually oh. uh we've got uh much younger and fitter mm-hmm. gentlemen to fill my wow. place out there that can actually play hockey so <laughs> yeah and about how many players do each of you have for your teams then did you sort of set a roster limit yeah we set ours at 15 and um and that was um and even that was generous. Uh, we, you know, you can never anticipate. There's all constantly um, injuries to guys throughout mm-hmm. the year, illness at this time of day and age. Uh, someone's wife books a trip to Mexico or something. And right? Doesn't bother so, telling him. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, so that was our max roster, and so that seems to be where boats were going to be sitting. So okay. three lines of forwards, two lines of D, and a goalie, right? Yeah. Uh, we actually have three and three right now. So, right. Mm, and then, okay. and then I think if we, yeah, if worst case scenario, it'll probably be the three and two type thing in the. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're the same as well. So we'll, okay. we'll see how it goes. So far, no injuries. Uh, everyone's getting ready for the game, and go from there. Now, the one thing I have to ask, because of the fact that it is fire rescue at RCMP, is do you guys have a couple of backup players in case somebody gets called out for something at the time of the game? Uh, well, in our case. Uh, I think uh, all of our guys are off duty for this particular okay. ones, right? So yeah, we've nobody's holidays as well. Yeah, so. Okay, yeah, nobody's on shift by any means before yes. or after the game. So, so I guess the uh, the reverse question would be: Are there people minding the emergency? <laughs> if nine one one gets called, someone's going to show up, right? Yeah. yeah, on our end for sure. I would imagine on both there will yeah. definitely oh, be a yeah. full yeah, capacity, full, full complement <laughs> working. Yeah, so, allow so us to we'll play. be there right after the game. Yeah, yeah. stand by. Yeah, yeah so exactly. we won't so we won't see one of the firefighters on a breakaway. So and he pulled her cell phone and go, ah, and leave. I hope not. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind it. But. <laughs> so now, how, how long has this been in the works then? Since the summer? Yeah, since wow. the summer. We're sitting around the campfire there, and uh, the, the idea germinated. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we thought about trying to do it before Christmas, but it was just a little tight turnaround. And then, yeah. you know, the, the snowball kept rolling down the hill, and let's get jerseys, let's design jerseys, mm-hmm. let's, uh, you know, make it a charity game and uh, go from there. So, um, yeah, and then uh, obviously with the Spruce Kings, again, I can't thank them oh, enough for, yeah. uh, for their help and uh, support on this. Uh, Canadian Tire as well. They're mm-hmm. they're in, in the mix. So uh, 
this was a, a good time to do it. And with the double header, it's uh, it's all coming together. Perfect. Now, what charities are you guys playing for? Because if, if I remember correctly, I believe what it is is the proceeds are going to be basically just split right down the middle, right? That's correct. Yeah. So, so first, I'd also like to thank one of our other sponsors as well. It's Prince George Portable Toilets have been a big sponsor for us <laughs> as well. And as he said, Canadian Tire, and again, a big thanks to the Spruce Kings. So, and so CKPG as well. Okay. Um, so the proceeds uh, on their side are going to the RCMP Victim Services. Right. And then for our side, it is going to go towards our uh, Prince George Firefighters Charitable Society, um, which has been formed for just over a year now. So and we're looking to continue the great work that we've done throughout the years with our three main charities. Right. And... Uh, and then from there, we'd like to start developing some more community initiatives. So, and this will be a, a, a good way to start doing those sorts of things. Now, if people are coming out to the game, will there be chances for them to get more information about the charitable groups and maybe even just make strict, straight up donations? Yes, yes, that will okay, be available. perfect. The beer gardens will also be open for both ah. games, just in case okay. people didn't now, know that. I'll be there. I think both of you should remind your teams the beer gardens are for after the game, Yeah, <laughs> not between periods. Yeah. Mind so, your own business. Okay. This should be okay. Yes. Yeah. You especially, um, Aaron, you don't want to be seeing three pucks in the third period, okay? No, no. No. Okay. Um, Jason Geddes, Prince George Fire Rescue, Aaron Penner, Prince George RCMP, thanks very much for coming in and talk to us about the Sirens Cup coming up on February 25th, and best of luck to both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank okay. you. Take another quick break and be back with more on Post to Post. The Prince George Council of Seniors and Seniors First BC are partnering with local volunteer legal professionals to offer free advanced planning documents like wills, powers of attorney, and representation agreements to eligible seniors. Clinics are held the second and fourth Wednesdays of each month by appointment at the Brunswick Street Senior Center downtown. For more information or to book an appointment, call 1-833-512-0665. The next Teen Art Showcase is February 27th to March 31st at your Prince George Public Library. Art submissions can be made at the library this Friday and Saturday. All mediums will be accepted, but must be prepared for exhibition. The showcase will conclude with an awards reception on Saturday, April 1st. For more information, email lredpath at studio2880.com. That's Teen Art Showcase 2023, February 27th to March 31st at your Prince George Public Library. Art submission dates are this Friday and Saturday. Now, Lord Wishart and Frank Peebles back for the rest of Post to Post. Hello, Frank. First chance I've actually had the chance to say hello to you. Well, hello yourself. Yeah. Now, that sounds like it's going to be a fun game. I can't wait. And I, when they were talking about the old Guns and Hoses events oh, of the years gone I, by, I, man, I saw some great games with those. I had, like to, move back, I had to move back from the mic because I was, I was afraid I was going to start laughing at the name. Yeah. It's perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. yeah. I remember... Marcel Dion was here oh, in town for yeah. that, and I mean, just so many stars yeah. were here. And I'm sure the NHL alumni guys like games like that as well, because it's even more of a fun game than a lot of the other games they probably play. I'm sure, and uh, I don't know why they've fallen off. I'm sure there's a practical reason, but well, we I don't see NHL for the first two or three years. 
for the past two or three years, I right. why, yeah. But it, they were fading even before then, yeah. and I'm I'm curious about why. And uh, I'd love to see an NHL alumni team come back because it's yeah. for a lot of us. There's no way growing up that we could ever watch no Aguila Fleur play in actual. I mean, Marcel Dion or sorry, um, uh, 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 Rocket Richard was here. Yes. Brett Hull was yeah. here. For and those th- games. And the thing then. is, you think about that, in those alumni games, there was probably like 12 NHL teams. Now you've got 30. Yeah. You should be able to find There should be alumni. more alumni. Yes. <laughs> Dale Howarchuk came one year. Wow. I can't okay. That, yeah. yeah. Actually, let's uh, stay talking about hockey and uh, go with the Cougars and the Spruce Kings. Right. On. Yeah. I actually it, it connected to to this whole badges thing. Yes. I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, that Tanner Molendyke was in town to play against the Cougars <laughs> the other day. Uh, he plays he, for the Saskatoon so Blades. Just last night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was here. He may still be in town because yeah. uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I'm sure they're down the road. They're I heading for Victoria I, next. Is yeah, there? Victoria, yeah. So they, they're yeah, they're making the BC swing now. Totally. But uh, for those who don't know, uh, Tanner's family lives here in Prince George, and he was born and raised in McBride. And for those who think that that name sounds familiar, mm-hmm. Gord Molendyke is is a, re- a relative of his, and Gord is from McBride, and he of course was uh, for years the media liaison for the RCMP, and was once the Prince George Citizen of the Year. So wow, yes, uh, so Gord has a, a long history here, and the Molendyke family has a long history here, and uh, th- my daughter plays. With Peyton Molendyke, his his cousin, Tanner's okay. cousin. So uh, it, it was great to see Tanner here. Yeah. What wasn't so great was the result of the game. Well, it depends on your point of view. I think the, the, the Molendyke family may have been cheering for that 5-2 victory yes. of the Saskatoon Blades, and uh, the rest of the city was not. No. But, again, <laughs> but the, you know, the Cougars have been on a roll lately. Well, they so. were on a roll. Um, they beat Kelowna 7-2 at home. Last Wednesday, a week ago tonight, and then they beat them on in Kelowna on Friday, nine to two. Then they went into Kamloops on Saturday, four all in the third period, about seven minutes to go. Cougars got a five minute power play, couldn't score. Wow. Kamloops scored with eight seconds left oh, to win it. Oh, oh! But before that. It had been five straight wins. Yes. And, and in, like you mentioned, the 9-2 score, the oh. big wins in some yes. cases. In fact, I think the top, I think the top five gold or six point getters yeah. in the, Two in the league, are, three in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers three, four, and five yeah. are Cougars, or four, now, five, and six yeah. are Cougars. Now, who's leading the race? I'm trying to remember the kid's name. I can't remember no. who yeah. that Connor might Ridiculous. be. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, so anyways, the uh, Cougars then, still over 500, even with the two straight losses, 24, 23, 4, and 0, 52 points. Second in the BC division, yep. six points sixth up on Vancouver. O- yep. So but they've got a, they nice, got a cushion there. They got a little cushion. Sixth overall in the yeah. conference, I believe. Yeah. The other thing to mention, Chase Wheatcroft. Yes. WHL Player of the Week for this past week in four Heck games, four goals, and seven assists. It's the assists that get. Me. I know. Isn't it amazing to see a player that can put the puck in the net, but also feed the teammates? Yes. <laughs> it's well, pretty again, amazing. I hate to go, hate, keep going back to that same name, but you look at Bedard. And he's up at, he's up near the top in assists and goals mm-hmm. in the WHL. So he just he's a player. Yeah, and again, I, that's part of it. Is if you're a good goal scorer, of course the other team tends to gravitate to you. 
which means if you know how to set up your teammates, you're going to get some fairly easy assists because they're going to be standing all by themselves. Yeah, you only need a, a, a you know a oh. half meter of space yep. extra to to do something with it. Yeah. And uh, Wheatcroft is, but, but Wheatcroft is hardly alone, right? I mean, no. Heights putting up points. Yes, it's uh, it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. This is a dark down horse kind of team. Yeah. Is the thing, but again, down the road, it's going to be interesting NHL draft night. Yeah, because there could be a couple of Cougars in the first round. I would expect it actually. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's so much of it depends on the draft. Yeah, it really does. Teams need as they go through the draft. Like, yes, we've got player X as the top guy on our board at this point as we draft number twenty, but he's a right wing. And we've got six right wings coming back next season. We're going to go for this defenseman who's the number three guy on our board at this point because we need defensemen. And that's the sort of thing that influences the draft. Absolutely, it does. It does. So uh, it'll be fun to watch because uh, this is the first time that a draft has been held post-COVID effects. Yes. Not post-COVID necessarily, but just the whole scouting system has been... Greatly impaired. We've talked about that in the last, yes. but at lower levels, but it floats all the way up. That bubble yeah. goes all the way up to the NHL. And this is the first year where everybody has had a real look at everybody else again. Oh, yeah. uh, those, those, uh, those up and comers have been scouted well. Yeah. Uh, quick note on the Cougars upcoming schedule. Portland's in town. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday, family day, game at two o'clock. Gotta love those matinee yeah. games. And then Tuesday, 7 o'clock, regular time. And I think I was mentioning this last week, and it was Reg and I, when I was walking in CN Center a little while ago. Of course, outside the Cougars' office, they've got the big board with their schedule of all their games and everything. And I happened to notice, in February, every single Tuesday, there was a game. Which I just found a little bit unusual. And I think they were all home games, too. That might be a bit unusual. I yeah. do know that the league, as a as a general rule, doesn't like a Monday game. No, but this is a holiday, so... Yeah. Yeah. So I suspect there may be a couple of other Canadian teams playing that day as well. Hmm. We shall see. Anyways, we need to take another quick break. When we come back, we're probably still going to be talking more hockey on Post to Post. The Aboriginal Sports Circle is hosting a 2023 National Aboriginal Hockey Championship, May 7th to 13th in Winnipeg. The BC Team Players Selection Camp is March 31st to April 2nd in Kamloops. U18 and U15 female and male Indigenous players are eligible to try out. Registration and full details are available through the iSpark.com. The 2023 National Aboriginal Hockey Championship Team BC Player Selection Camp, March 31st to April 2nd in Kamloops. Registration deadline is March 17th. Prince George City Council is using the alternative approval process to ask electors if they are opposed to the adoption of an equipment financing bylaw for the annual replacement and addition of vehicles and capital equipment at the regular council meeting scheduled for Wednesday, April 12th. The total to be financed through the Municipal Finance Authority is $2.711 million. Opposition to the motion must be submitted using an elector response form available at City Hall and at PrinceGeorge.ca. Submission deadline is 5 p.m. March 30th. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, periods of snow. Wind from the south at 20k, gusting to 40, a high of minus 1 with a wind chill to minus 9. Tonight, periods of snow, gusting south winds continuing, the temperature steady near minus 1 with a wind chill to minus 8. On Thursday, periods of light snow ending near noon, then a mix of sun and cloud, gusting south winds switching from the west in the afternoon and a high of two.
are back to talk Spruce Kings. Um, they had a kind of a quiet week. Just the two games on the weekend. They lost 3-2 to two to Merritt in overtime on Friday. And then I think Coach Alex even must have had some words with the team because they won 10-4 to four on Saturday. And they've got two games this weekend. They're at Salmon Arm on Friday and hosting Salmon Arm on Saturday. But they're not going to be here. No, but you, you might a also be... A home game that isn't here. No, but you might also be kind of going, wait a second, they're at Salmon Arm on Friday and hosting Salmon Arm on Saturday? That's a long trip in one day. Not really. It is for Salmon Arm. I yes. can't, I'm actually surprised that the BCHL set this up this way because well, what we're about to tell you is that Salmon Arm had an extra long trip and it's a long trip to Prince George in the first yes. place. But this was a trip, I think they were supposed to make this trip last year, but they had to, it's the BCHL road trip. And for the Spruce Kings, that means they are playing Salmon Armand this weekend in Burns Lake. At the Tom Forsyth Memorial yes. Arena where I played my hockey growing okay. up. Okay. And the benches are no bigger now than they are than they were then. And I believe uh, I was the talking about the Spruce probably Kings. A bit bigger. They are, they yes. are, and there's more of them. And uh, mm-hmm. I was talking with the Spruce Kings, and they're a little concerned about that because there's only yeah. room for about seven to sit on the bench. <laughs> okay, so you're going to have your next line standing and your yeah. second next line in sitting the, down in the dressing room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. great for a town like Burnley. Oh, yeah. They've got the uh, the GMHL. Timberman there yeah. as a, as a, a home team, a junior team, and they're sort of a low A team. Yeah, and so they've they've gotten used to some high level hockey being oh. played there. But this is going to like up the game. I don't know if a, and this a game of this caliber has ever been played there. And this weekend's games are going to be extra special, if you will. Spruce Kings currently twenty two sixteen three and one forty eight points. Yep, they're tied with West Kelowna. West Kelowna's game in hand, one point behind. Salmon Salmon arm. arm. So this four-point weekend is a biggie. Yes, it's uh, it's an eight-point, four-point. To some extent, yes. Especially with Salmon Arm having the game in hand. Because the Spruce Kings would love to sweep and then be five points up, and then that game in hand doesn't mean quite as much. And you always want to have the head-to-head record advantage, too, in case of ties. So this is great for them. This is just... This is the throwdown. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. And I suspect... There may be some fans from here going out to Burns Lake. Uh, well, I would, I would not be surprised. I would expect so. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. But getting a ticket in that barn is going to be hard because Burns Lake is going to show up for this. Yes. Getting a ticket in that barn is going to be tough. And the other thing about Burns Lake is, as far as I know, they've still got an incredible switchback right smack in the middle of the town. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> that I was amazed when I, I worked there for, well, I was employed there for a couple of years, the boss, and I had questions about whether I was working. Right. But you were uh, employed there. <laughs> I, I was employed at the community newspaper. And I was always amazed that there wasn't like an accident every day. Well, people have thing. to slow down there. There, there are some pretty nutty accidents oh, there. Yes. But uh, usually people just not negotiating the and hitting a lamp standard or something. Yeah. But typically speaking, you have to slow down there. And so it actually, I believe, anecdotally reduces oh. the amount of yes. motor vehicle incidents through town because yeah. it slows everyone down. And the town, if you've been there, is built right on that serpentine oh, highway yes. that goes through. There's no like straight line circle route around the town no. to its benefit. I think yes. that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So that's the Spruce Kings. Um, BC Elite Hockey League. The uh, Northern Capitals, they don't have any games now until the first week in March. Another one. But 
they had some news this week. Cameron Ward, forward for the team, was named BCEHL U18 Female Player of the Month. Wicked. Yes. Six goals and three assists, and I believe it was six games. Well, that'll the do. Month. That's consistency. The other thing Good for her was, I believe, last week in the little write-up, they were noting that she is also now committed to Red Deer Polytechnic Institute for next season to play hockey there. Really great. That's so, what it's all about yeah, So at that level. Yeah. yeah. Catch so, on with some universities and, and college teams. Yes. The U18 Cougars, uh, they had a road trip. Kind of. Sort of. On <laughs> last Friday, they had to travel all the way to Quinnell to play North Island. With three Quinnell players on the roster. So that yes. was pretty cool Wolf. for them to be able to wear that Cougars uniform on yep. home ice at West Fraser Center. And winning 9 nothing didn't hurt. No, that's no. The, that gave, they gave them a lot to cheer for. And yes. apparently the place was bananas. Oh, I didn't I get to go imagine. to that, but apparently no. it blew the roof off. Saturday, they played North Island again, beat them 6-1. to one. Uh, their current the Cougars are still in sixth place in their league. They host the Greater Vancouver Canadians this weekend, six thirty Saturday night, eleven a.m. Sunday at Kin One. So a couple of games there. The U seventeen Cougars were off. We're getting to that time of the season where I think they're putting more weekends off for teams. So that if you've got makeup games, you might be able to get them. Yeah. But as far as I know, they're off this weekend. Uh, next, or sorry, they were off last weekend. This weekend, they're at a showcase down in Surrey. They play the Vancouver Northeast Chiefs, the North Island Silver Tiffs, and then the Chiefs again. And that's the end of the regular season. Right now, they are in sixth place in the league with 38 points. The Vancouver, the Van, Valley West Giants have 39. Greater Vancouver Canadians have 40. The Vancouver Northwest Hawks have 41. Wow. So they could move up to about like third yeah, place. Yeah, there could be some everything breaks in their in. favor, yes. Yeah. Uh, U15 Cougars, um, their weekend games were postponed. I believe I heard somebody say the other team just didn't have enough players. I don't know if oh. there was a sickness that had gone through them or what, but they just didn't have enough players. I wonder if they can turn that into a makeup opportunity or whether they forfeit those know. games. Well, because the thing is, they are off this weekend and then they're at the Thompson Blazers the following weekend, February 25th and 26th, and that's the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't give you much time to do those makeup games. But, uh, no, and they are currently in seventh place in their league. So uh, getting near the end of the season for just about everybody at this point in minor hockey and then heading into the playoffs. And then there's senior hockey. I'll throw in a oh, quick mention yes. of the Koi Cup going on mm. in Quinnell, and that is uh, the, uh, what are the dates for that? April, March 28th to April 1st Okay, at West Fraser Center. And there's about six players from Prince George that play on the host Quinnell Kangaroos. The Quinnell Prin- Kangaroos. Uh, I know. Where have I heard that name? <laughs> over and over again, if you ever uh, yeah, looked at the Koi Cup roster, yes. boy, they, they just win and win and win. Yes. And they just finished first in the uh, Central Interior Hockey League uh, standings again. So even good. though they're the host team with a bye, yeah. they also earned first place. Playoffs are going on right now. The 25th, mm-hmm. 6th is playoffs down there. And... Uh, then straight into Koi Cup. So that's Jeez. really high-level hockey for people yes. who want to go see it. It's, uh, it's I would say, put it at even better than Cougars-level hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would think so, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to head to the basketball court on Post to Post. Construction professionals from around Northern BC will gather at the Build the North Conference March 22nd to 23rd. Hosted by the Northern Regional Construction Association, Build the North will be tackling topics like contracts, risk management, leadership, mental health, culture, 
branding, technology, and creating resiliency. The conference will be held at the Coast Hotel, and registration is now open. Registration and full details are available through the Northern Regional Construction Association's website at nrca.ca. A partnership between the City of Prince George, CNC, and ICBC is helping to improve pedestrian safety on 18th Avenue. Students and visitors walking between CNC's main campus and the John A. Brink Trades and Technology Center will notice a recent addition on their route. A solar-powered rectangular rapid-flashing beacon was installed in December at the existing 18th Avenue crosswalk connecting the two parts of CNC's campus. The new beacon promises to increase pedestrian visibility to vehicles and improve safety. And we are back, and, well, I was going to say we're heading up the hill, except that uh, there's no more basketball up at UNBC this year, but there is still some basketball for the Timberwolves. And how is that possible? Well, both the men and the women played in Brandon on the weekend, the men had already clinched a playoff spot. So the fact that they lost both games, maybe what, you know, it wasn't great. That's not the way you want to go into the playoffs anyways. But still, it wasn't, it wasn't an earth-shaking experience for them. Uh, they lost 93-84. to 84, And then I think both teams just said, okay, we're going to ignore defense in this game. 116-93. to 93. Wow. Yes. Holy, they just yes. stood at either end and shot baskets. Yep. Yeah, you guys threw the basket? Okay, just clear a road. I've got to be able to hit my guy at the far end with this pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, they finished 8-12 and on the season, 10th overall in the Canada West. A um, couple of quick notes. Uh, Fareed Shitu, 8.9 rebounds per game, 6th in Canada West. He also had 1.2 blocks per game, which was 7th. And uh, Micah Jesse, 4.2 assists per game, which was ninth. They are at the University of Alberta on Friday playing Mount Royal, who also finished the season 8-12, and 12, uh, in a play-in game in the playoffs. And they're playing at the University of Alberta, because guess who the winner plays on Saturday? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. And the two Funny. teams did play this season, and they split the series. Them and Mount Royal. So should be uh, for, should be reasonably good. Uh, the UNBC women were in a slightly tighter situation. I believe they were still in a situation. If they lost both the games in Brandon, there was a chance they weren't going to make the playoffs. They lost the first game 82-79. They won the second Boy, one 90-71. So, oh, yeah. Bit of a spread there. But that yes. first game, wow, that would have been a nail-biter. Oh, Every yes. shot counted. Yeah. Um, every shot mattered. Yeah. yeah every shot counted. Be, uh, if every shot counted, I would have had a much higher score <laughs> average that, that, in my that. high school career. Yeah. yeah. It's, just that they, it's just that they had to go through the net. Right. Yes. yes. Not under it? No. Um, again, just a qu- couple of quick notes. Uh, Alina Shakarova, 17.6 points per game, 8th in the conference. Sarah Kuklison, four assists per game, eighth in the conference. Sveta Boykova, 11.0 rebounds per game, second in the conference. And in that win on the Saturday in Brandon, Boykova had 31 points and 13 rebounds. Wow. That's what's called, you guys get on my back. 
we're going to win this game. And that's the kind of thing that actually excites a team going into the playoffs because yes. if you can dial in your defense, yes. if you know you've got the scoring, yes, and you can actually suck that defensive gut up, yeah, then uh, you you can knock off some higher ranked teams. No, and I say the Shaka Rova averaged seventeen point six points per game during the season. She only had ten points in the game on Saturday. Oh, but so they, they were double teaming. Score. Yeah, yeah, they didn't need her score though. And that's the other thing, is if you've got that balanced scoring, and a lot of times they have had that. They've had. Uh, We've noticed that earlier in the season that yeah. that the 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 women had a real spread in the oh. in the scoring ability. Yes, and they are also coincidentally enough at the U of A on Friday. Huh. They, however, are playing University of Fraser Valley. Oh. In the play-in game. They lost two games to Fraser Valley, but those were both quite early in the season. And as we've noticed as we've gone through the season, since Christmas, basically, since the Christmas break, the women Timberwolves have really seemed to pick up their game a lot. And when you talk about youth sports of any kind, the beginning of the season has very little to do with the end of the season if you're you're doing it right. Yes. And then again, the winner of that game on Friday, again, plays the University of Alberta. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know for sure where they're at. I think it's still determined because <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> in both the men and the women, that'll get Canada West down to four teams after Saturday's games. I believe it's the following weekend. And I think at that point, it then becomes whichever team is the highest seed still left hosts the final four the following weekend. So again, everybody plays Friday, one versus, well, top team plays bottom team and the other two play, and then two winners play for the Canada West title. Hmm. So, very quick, a very quick playoff system. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it that way, yeah. and I'm sure the players do too. When you're well, dealing with university kids, you've got to do it fast. They've yeah. got other things to, to worry yeah. about too, right? They've got to study. Oh, yeah. And the other thing though that I kind of like about it is... You want to talk about every game meaning something? That's what it is. Yeah. You lose, you're going home. Yep. You don't get. You don't say, okay, we lost. Well, they've still got to win three more to knock no, us out. An L's, no, an no, L's no, out. No. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. So, uh, right on. with any luck, next week we'll be reporting on two games for both teams. It'd be nice. It would. I'm it not would saying indeed. it's going to happen, but <laughs> it'd be nice. Uh, Frank, you had a couple of things you wanted to mention as well. Uh, yeah, there's a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, yeah. I wanted to just say congratulations and how impressed I am of the 18 athletes from from Prince George who went to the Special Olympics right. in Kamloops. Yes. That's just amazing stuff. Yeah. And, and from the, the surrounding towns around here, too. It's, it's just great. Uh, and we've got... 13 or 14 heading off right now to the Canada Winter Games, I yes. believe. Three of them in in uh, in hockey yes. alone. Yeah. Uh, three or four ringette players are going as well. I, I think there's some archers from Quinell who are going as alternates. Yeah. It's amazing. And I remember, I can still, like, I feel the bubble, the, the chemistry in, in my heart right now about what those Canada Games mean. Oh, 2015. And they're yeah. going to PEI, which is oh. just going to be a spectacle in itself. Yes. And uh, we, I can't wait to report on what the results will be for our Prince George yeah. athletes there. Now, we were trying to figure this out, and I didn't have a chance to check it out. My understanding is PEI, they've got speed skating, but they don't actually have a long track because there isn't enough room. <laughs> the Cumberland Strait is their yeah. long track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm right about that. No, I don't no, think so. But no. uh, it'd be fun to watch, wouldn't it? Yes. I do want to say, oh, and this is kind of weird, actually. Uh, next year, Quinnell is hosting the BC Winter Games. Oddly, okay. Vernon is hosting this year. It's a yeah. biennial event. But because of some COVID things yes. that bump things around, we're yeah. actually having a rare two-year-in-a-row BC Winter Games. Yeah. So just cheering on all the athletes from the area who are going to the BC Winter Games that are coming yeah. up in a couple of weeks. I remember the provincial government made an announcement a few years ago now awarding Summer Games and Winter Games. And I'm sure some people thought, okay, they got that backwards. They just said the winter games were going to Vernon and the summer games were going to Prince George. They got that backwards. <laughs> they got that backwards? No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. Exactly. Another place that's going to be busy in the next couple of months, Kamloops. Well, usually the tournament capital, right? Yeah, but Memorial Cup, of course, yes. a little bit later. Scott's. Starting tomorrow, Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. Yep. Yeah, best yep. women curlers in Canada. Which is great because uh, Prince George people can easily go to that. And we have yeah. such a curling community here yeah. with a lot of Scott Tournament of Hearts and World Women's yes. background to, yeah. to our human capacity here. So I'm sure there'll be lots of travel down to watch that. Well, the other thing my mom especially likes, it's in B.C., that means the broadcasts are on a decent time. Right, that's right, yes. Because <laughs> I believe the women's worlds, I want to say they're in Scotland or they're in Europe. Well, they ought to so be in just, Scotland. It just throws things off com- completely in terms yes. of times. Hey, speaking of worlds, do we have time to talk baseball? Very quickly, yes. All right. Uh, Jared Young makes some history. Yes. Jared yes. Young becomes the first Prince George male athlete mm-hmm. to don a Team Canada uniform in baseball. Yes, at the world. Amanda Ace, of course, was yes. the first to represent yes. Canada. And now Jared joins her legacy. And uh, the Pool C team that, that oh, Canada's yes. in, up against uh, the States. Yes. Up against Mexico. Mexico. Uh, iffy, yeah. The, the weird thing is, and this suffers uh, Canada as well, it's in direct competition with spring training. I know. So a lot of players who would go skip out on it yes, because they want to save themselves for their Major League Baseball teams. Yeah. But there are some pretty great oh, players going for yes. Team Canada. So Jared Young gets to be, you know, he's going to be throwing the ball to Freddie Freeman at first base. Yeah. And he's got uh, uh, Otto Lopez at shortstop there for the yeah. uh, the Blue Jays. And uh, Bo Naylor from the uh, the Guardians is behind the plate. And Nick Pavetta the, played for the Harbor Cats with our Prince George boy uh, owning that team, uh, the Harbor Cats in Victoria. Nick Pavetta will be pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Lowen pitching. Cal Quantrill pitching. So we've got some players. Yeah. The other thing that I think um, – Obviously, Jared was thrilled to get the call. But the other thing that works out really well, their pool games are in Arizona. They are. There's that's so many Prince George people. Is. So many Prince George people have so summer homes there. Seat. That's where his winter home is because that's close to the uh, the Cubs. Cubs facility. Yeah, he was with the Cubs. I don't know if he's still. He's free he agent oh, right yeah. now, but he re-signed. Okay. I don't know if he has or not. I haven't heard I have to check that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the Cubs facility, I've been to it, is mm. uh, right there in, in just outside mm. of Phoenix itself. It's in yeah. uh, Peoria, it's called, but uh, it's a suburb of yeah. Phoenix. And so many Prince George people. Former oh. mayor lives right yes. there, and uh, not in Peoria, I think, that uh, Mr. Kinsley is uh, is in uh, Scottsdale, but th- yeah. they're all just neighborhoods yeah. of, of Phoenix. Okay. I will about wrap it up for this week's edition of Post to Post. Thanks to Frank for stopping in and chatting. Love it. 
and we'll do it again next next Wednesday. Sign up for baseball, by the way. At 1 o'clock. This is CFIS 93.1 FM in Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like Theater Northwest. For the current schedule and tickets, visit theaternorthwest.com.